0: Hello, Joy Starters. Hope you are having a great week. This episode finds me traveling from the road. I am sitting in the cutest coffee house in Wichemka, Alabama. I am here for a women's event. I am speaking at a women's event this week alongside some other amazing women, and it's put on by their Chamber of Commerce. And so I'm here. I got out a day early because of the hurricane and drove six hours yesterday getting in the outer bands to get to Alabama to make sure that I got out to be able to be at this speaking event. So if you hear people in the background, if you hear ambient noise, it's because, yeah, I'm on the road and it's important for me to show you my authentic and real self. And that's what we talk about on this podcast. And. And that's what you get, you know. One of the interesting things that I was talking about with one of our marketing, amazing marketing people that that she helps me put together this beautiful podcast, and that's Kim, Kim Peek. And we were talking about just the the behind the scenes look that you get with this podcast. You get the stories that are on the road. You get what you see on Instagram, but the behind the scenes, the different things, and so the deeper story. And then hopefully I you learned something from my stories. And then at the end, um I can remind you of those things. And so one, I wanted to give you the backstory of why you're hearing me on the road today from the cutest little coffee shop ever named River Perk. And I think his name is Johnny. Um, he's the owner and just happens to be the cutest person here. He hasn't blue shirt which says God loved you and John 3 16 on the back and this place reminds me of my mom's place my mom had a had a, a gallery a loft and it was called Pine Mountain Loft and Gallery if you were ever in Pine Mountain Georgia then you went there you couldn't miss it it was directly next to the Chamber of Commerce and it was one part boutique and gallery and antiques and all the things. And she allowed artists of all kinds to put their things in her store and name the price that they wanted to get for their wares, for their things. And then she would mark it up a little bit so she could make something. But she allowed these artists. I mean, there was like a 90-year-old woman that used to paint rocks that had her rocks in there. There were people that knitted things that had things in there. And then we had a, a clothing line together called the Joyful Fashionista. And so when I walked in this coffee house this morning and saw all the art on the walls where you can see the name of the artist Larry Stewart and and Julia Boykin and Larry Stewart and uh, Don Sawyer and these these beautiful works of art which I'm going to share on my socials so you can see them and the time and the craft and the energy and the creativity and their life force that went into them just amazing. I'm looking at it right now. Again, I'll share this on my socials, but I'm looking at right now a picture that's got fish on the frame of the picture. Fish in the frame of the picture. So I don't know how you cannot not be uh, inspired by something like this. So I brought all my work and I'm just sitting here and I'm talking to people. And let me just tell you, let me just say this. There is something so beautiful, so amazing about small town America, small town life. I have lived in Nashville, been all over the world. I lived in Atlanta. And I I made a post on my Facebook last week after being at my bonus sons football game day one about small town life and being raised from sixth grade on in Pell City, Alabama and really appreciating small-town life and what people will do for you and how you can do for them and how people band together and how somebody always has something for you and vice versa and how people love each other and just the pace in small-town life. And so having the storm this week, the the hurricane that came through, that landed as, as a Cat 3, our world, my husband, my family's world, you know, when you're preparing for a hurricane, it's it's like slow impending doom because it's slow and you know it's coming, you know, and you've got to prepare you got to get plants in and you've got to make sure windows and sandbags and all of those things. And uh do those things apply to you where the wind's gonna be, how high are they gonna be? It's gonna turn all of those things. I'm used to tornadoes. I again am an Alabama girl that lived in Tennessee, lived in Georgia. I'm more used to tornadoes, which obviously hurricanes can spawn tornadoes as well, but hurricanes are a different thing. And so uh, we were preparing for that earlier this week, and I had to leave a day early and scramble and leave a day early to get up to Ritumka for this speaking engagement. And because of that, the hotel was not ready for me. But the amazing director of the Chamber of Commerce here, her name is Shelly, he said, I told her what was happening, and she said, um, Come, I will get you an Airbnb. There's these really cute Airbnbs downtown, and that's where we'll put you. And if you want to move over to the hotel tomorrow, you can, um, but you don't have to. And uh, and so I just have to pause and tell you this. This is the cutest thing. So I'm sitting in the back of this coffee house, y'all. And it's the coffee house, and there are these connecting rooms. And then to my left is another shop. And uh, I'm sitting here recording. And this woman comes out from this other shop, this cute little woman, looks at me, puts her finger over her mouth as to say, I'm I'm going to be quiet, and tiptoes into the other room. Who does that? Who does that? This is the perfect example of small town life. This is a perfect example of small town America. If you've ever been to a small town, if you're from a small town, whatever, hello, small town life and small town America, and especially a small town in the South. Uh, I've been many, many places where somebody wouldn't care two rips that you were recording something, and would talk, or maybe they didn't know. I'm, I'm not not speaking badly of people, but some places they they would not care. They'd be like, you know, you're recording, you're in a public place. I'm gonna speak too. But this woman who doesn't even know me peeks around the corner, puts her finger on her on her mouth, and tiptoes in the other room. Thank you, kind stranger. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you, sweet queen. Yeah. So back to the story. So I am here. Early, drove six hours yesterday, and I was in the outer bands of the storm yesterday and got here last night. And this amazing, amazing woman, Shelly, the director of the Chamber of Commerce said, you know, again, we'll put you up at the hotel starting tomorrow, unless you want to stay in these Airbnbs. Well, y'all, oh, the adventures, oh, my adventures. And that's part of why I do this podcast to share those with you. This little Airbnb is nestled right in downtown Rotomka, right in downtown Rotomka. I'm talking about there's a candle shop around uh, across the way with soaps and lotions and gifts. I'm sitting in River Perk. I'm going to go over here to this other store with all this art. I'm going to walk around. I'm so cute. And I believe, I believe, I think I saw a sign. There's a white house up on the hill. It's gorgeous. And it says it's the Big Fish house. I think it might be the, the house from Big Fish from the movie. And so if you get a chance to come to Retumpka, Alabama, do it. Do it, do it, do it. And if you get a chance to go to any small town, the downtown, the old town of any small towns, do it, please. Y'all, for the love of everything good and holy, what are we doing in the world without a Larry Stewart in his art or a Don Sawyer in their art? Or any of these amazing artists. What are we doing without small businesses? What are we? What are we? What would we do? I am like the rest of us and order things from Amazon from time to time for the convenience. But my mom had a small business. I had a small business with her. I'm very pro small business. I am begging you today to, this is your sign. This is what I'm asking you to do today. I'm asking you to go buy something in the next seven days from a small business instead of somewhere else. Go the extra mile, drive the extra time, do the extra whatever it may be to order from a small business. I'll give you a great example of that. I recently, my my bonus son, I was helping him get something for his girlfriend and I just kind of went through the corporate deal and we had so many problems going to the big box store to get this for his girlfriend. And had I followed my gut and knew what I should have done and what I've done so many times in the past and just called a local shop and got it from them, I could have talked to a human that lived in that town that would be responsible for it, that I could call back and check on the order and so I am never going to get sponsored by, by 1-800 Flowers. And that is okay because I would am telling you to call a local florist. If you want a flowers uh, or, or chocolates or something delivered in a town, instead of calling 1-800 Flowers, Google that town, Google florist and call them. I'm telling you a couple of years ago, we for my mother-in-law and her husband who we recently lost over the summer. We ordered flowers from a local store for their anniversary in Minnesota. Y'all, that company, that flower company, sends me a letter every year to remind me of their anniversary. And having lost him, having lost him recently over just, just like not even two months ago. And we have a celebration of life coming up this coming Monday in Minnesota. If you'll keep uh, his family in your prayers, his mother married over 50 years, my husband, his siblings, everybody who loved this man. Bill Rohi, just an amazing man. But they sent me this this reminder in the mail, okay? Go the extra mile. You'll always hear me talk about this. Go deep. They sent me a reminder in the mail to send me flowers for her anniversary, to send her flowers for her anniversary. And so you better bet that I'm going to use Renning's florist in this town where she lives, shout out to Renning's, to send her flowers on her first anniversary without her husband. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't choose to shop small. I didn't choose to shop locally. And so if anything, my visit to Wetumpka, I'm going to blow them up. I'm going to put it all over my Instagram and my feed and just remind you to shop small, remind you that you get to meet Johnny with God loved You shirt. And this sweet, precious woman who puts her hand, finger over her hand, knows that I'm recording something and tiptoes to the room when you didn't have to do that. She's just kind, right? Those are the stories. That's the people you meet. Rachel Joy Barbeau here, did you know, and I'm so excited to announce it, that I am gonna be coaching again. I have coached for years and years. Years ago, I coached sportscasters, 47 years. It was the joy of my life to be able to lead sportscasters on their journey. And then once I quit sportscasting, I began joy coaching, helping people find what sets their soul on fire, creating movements, bringing that thing that's been in your soul into the world. And we are starting a small, a very small and intimate group coaching program, August 15th. I also have two spots available, just two, because I want to give you my all uh, for one-on-one coaching. So if you want to check it out, and get all the information, we want you to head on over to rachelbarbeau.com and make sure you sign up for the email list. That makes you a VIP. And you're already a VIP in my heart. It makes you a VIP. And that way you will get information on the coaching program, when I'm going to be in your town, events I'm doing, how you can be a joy starter, how you can get your joy starter buttons, all the things. I love you guys. And I'm so thankful for you. And last night, one more thing. Last Last night, night I get here after driving six hours, and I'm starved. And I could have just ordered Uber Eats. Again, it would have been from a local place. Maybe. Maybe not a chain. But I ended up asking Shelly. I said, tell me some great places downtown. And so she says, there's this place and this place and this place. Well, I chose the Copper Cleaver. And I looked at the menu, and, and I was like, oh, my God. Gouda grits. Gouda grits. Gouda grits and uh, I went over there and I sat there and I brought my book that I was reading that I talked about in the newsletter which by the way if y'all are reading a newsletter I, it's it's amazing I think I share five things that I love each week as well as what's going on what's happening and I was talking about a book that I had read recently in the newsletter Isabel Allende and, um, the wind knows my name and then I'm reading the house of spirits now so I bring I bring my journal. I'm journaling about my day, Joy Starters journal, which if y'all are not a member of the Joy Starters club, it's just like Patreon. Okay. It's just like Patreon, but it is a club and you get a journal and you get texts sent to your phone, challenges. We're about to start begin our monthly meeting again. You get quarterly gifts. It's awesome. And yo, why join? So I have my journal where I'm writing down my joys before I forget them. All right. Before I forget them. And then I am reading. And I'm sitting there and I'm eating and I end up meeting these these two gentlemen sitting to the right of me. And we start talking. One of them has an Auburn shirt on. We're talking about sports and life and God and fate. And I find out what they do. And it and it had some crossover with what I do with visiting the prison, I'm going to Marion Correctional Facility in Florida on September 5th with a ministry there. I'm so excited. And they I gave them button, the Joy Starter button, which by the way, you get those in the Joystarter Club. And we're also going to be making those available online that had the QR code that went to my website. And turns out they have some things like speaking opportunities and some different things that they're going to reach out to me about. So again, wouldn't have happened if I ordered in. Wouldn't have happened if I didn't go out in small town, Wetumpka, Alabama, that it's so cute, that it's so precious. And so that is my whole spiel on where I'm at right now and what's happening. And obviously here early because of Idalia, because of this hurricane, So please, please keep everybody in your prayers that is battling this hurricane, storm surge, um, high winds. It was forecasted to come up over Big Bend, Florida and come straight towards Jacksonville, but it ended up kind of going straight up into Georgia. Valdosta is getting it, a lot of trees down, a lot of people. And it's a lot of times afterwards where the loss of property, the loss of life, where accidents happen, where things happen. So Please keep everybody in your prayers that is dealing with this hurricane. Um, Also, I I need to and I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about this week about what happened in Jacksonville over the weekend. My husband and I had a rare weekend where we were at home on the couch and um, watching football because his son, his bonus son, or his real son, my bonus son, Brooks, is about to start playing football for the um, Merchant Marine Academy. So we're going to be on the road a lot. He's going to be on the road. So we're watching week zero football. So excited. So excited to see a number of my kings and and players just ball out, and do well, and just so excited about it. So we're sitting there and we keep getting a cut in from the news in Jacksonville. And we couldn't figure out what this was about. And I was like, a cut in from Jacksonville? Like, wh- why would they cut in? And it was for a murder. And I thought, why would they cut in nationally or even locally for murder? Sadly, it's a loss of life and any loss of life is sad. I just did not understand it. What I did not know yet was that cut in was because there were three racially motivated murders at a Dollar General in Jacksonville and it. Three victims, one 29 years old, Gerald, he just stopped in. AJ was 19 years old. He worked there. And Angela was 52, a mother and a a grandmother was driving Uber and was the first victim killed side. This victim went to, excuse me, the perpetrator went to a, a historically black college and university next door. First of all, began to put on things outside of his car. And people saw him, the students, the security guards saw him. They called by the time he left there and went to the Dollar General and started this rampage. It was too late. They they didn't get there in time uh, before he shot these other people and killed them. And this was racially motivated. We know there was a manifesto. We know this young man's heart was filled with hate, hate, absolute hate. And so on our huddle on Monday morning on uh, for I'm Changing the Narrative, which, by the way, If you want to serve with us and you have a gift or a talent, come serve with us. Send me an email from this. Drop me an email. I answer my own emails. We have people that are good at PR. Some are good at marketing. Some just want to serve. Some are are the mama bears. Some some just, some do sales. Some help here. Some make phone calls. Just If you have a desire to serve, some mom of an athlete, you don't have to be a mom of an athlete, a dad, somebody younger. If you just want to serve, let us know. And so we are meeting on this on Monday and I felt so moved. One, this was in my backyard, less than an hour from my home, but also just moved to do something about what, what we are dealing with. And this, it's an epidemic of hate. But I, I, over the weekend, I racked my brain. I thought, what can we do? What can we, what can we need a slogan? We need a slogan. We need to do this. We need to do that. We need a slogan. And then I thought, oh, we've already got it. I'm changing the narrative on hate. We're changing the narrative on hate, and how do we do that? One of our members, Natasha, said, "You do that by celebrating your differences. You do that by recognizing you might look differently than me, or you might worship differently than me, or believe something differently than me. But I'm going to get to know you, and I am going to, I'm going to embrace you. We do that by compassion. We do that by being curious about each other. We do that by loving each other. We we eradicate hate by kindness and acts of joy." And so we are working on, and we've long, we've had a a high school do this, but we are working now furiously and putting together some ideas to start clubs, to start changing the narrative clubs in high schools. And they can change the narrative on hate, on mental health, on joy, on all the things. But right now, in response to the Dollar General hate crimes in Jacksonville, we are changing the narrative on hate. And how do we do that? In the month of September through the Joy Starters Club, we're going to be encouraging acts of kindness and to talk about it. And look, I, I want to say this about about acts of kindness. You know, sometimes people will say, Well, you did this nice thing and you just put it on social media and you did it to, to fluff you up. I think there are uh two different ways of looking at it and also doing these things. Um, one is doing it for your personal accolades. No, you don't want to do that. Okay. But the other way and the pure way is to do it to encourage others to do it. No, it's not about God work through me or whatever it is you believe. Like I felt compelled to do this, but it's not about me. It is about sharing so that other people can, other people can, can be inspired to have ra- random acts of joy, random acts of kindness to eradicate hate. And so that's what we're going to be doing in September. We're going to be working on these clubs. We are, if you're a high school student, if you're a teacher, if you're an educator, if you're a student that's listening to this podcast and you want to get involved, you want to help, you want to start your own club, drop us an email. Baby, I answer my own emails. No, my emails don't get filtered to anybody else before they come to me. So if you want to help and that, that strikes you, oftentimes your greatest pain is tied to your greatest purpose. If that strikes you, if you've had a pain point, if you've been discriminated against, if you have been called names, if you've been the person who hated in the past and you have changed your hate, changed your heart, then drop us a message, drop us a line. You can help us change the narrative on hate. And here's the last thing I'll say before we end this podcast. And that is when these things happen, I often wonder where did it begin for this this man, this young man, 21 years old, I believe. Where did it begin for him? Did he learn hate at home? Did he, was he indoctrinated online? Was he lonely? Was he mentally ill? Was he, uh, and, and we and I'm changing the narrative. We're staying out of politics and we're staying out of gun control debate. I'm simply talking about matters of the heart and the soul. When did he learn hate? When did he begin to hate? When did the first, you know, two roads diverged in the woods and I chose this path? Like, when did he choose the path of hate? And what was the soil, I'm passionate now, what was the soil in which the hateful seeds got planted? What was that soil? What was it made of that let the seeds of hate take root? And I always wonder that, and I want to know that, and I I believe truly that love is the antidote, compassion is the antidote, joy is the antidote, understanding is the antidote. All of these things are the antidote to hate. But we've also got to understand when this started. And I, the reason why the clubs for the high school is because those are young, impressionable minds. If we can get somebody who is bullied or an outcast or believes differently or is hurting or isolated or mentally ill, we can, we can love on them and, and we can embrace them and we can get to them before the seeds of hate take root. Boy, we can, we can stop some of these things. I believe it. I've, I've listened and watched, to podcasts and listened to people who were part of the KKK or believed one way, and and changed their heart and changed their minds because of love, because of grace, because of peace, because of faith, because of all the things, because of God. And and so, yeah, I believe it can happen. And if we all just sit here and say, you know, it is what it is, and people are going to hate, and it's too big of a problem, nothing's ever going to change. I believe we can change a narrative on hate. I believe it like I believe the sun's going to come up tomorrow and y'all love you so much. I do. And I'm so thankful that you listen to this podcast every single week. So just, just to sum it up, your takeaways here. Once go shop small this week, somewhere where you could easily buy it on Amazon. Go shop small this week. Then go make a plan to visit a small town America, wherever it is. Go to the old shops, go to the history, go walk around a museum, get a coffee from a small town coffee shop like River Perk and meet a guy like Johnny. Talk to people. And, and if, if you're taking a long road trip, make a detour and go through small town America. Man, it matters. It's good. We need small, we need small businesses. We need the soul of America. And also I want to encourage you to whatever your gifts and your talents are, if it's not with I'm changing the narrative, then find somewhere else where you can serve that you that your soul lights up. Well, we would love to have you serve with I'm changing the narrative. And lastly, I want you to think about random acts of kindness that you can commit this next month and 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 say, How can I bless somebody radically with a smile, with a hug, with a you're beautiful, with a buy your coffee, with a sit next to you and have a conversation. You never know that you're standing next to you that could be hanging by a thread today. And uh, and lastly, I encourage you to think about ways that you can eradicate hate, that you can change a narrative on hate. How can you do that? Are there conversations that you can have with people that you know have beliefs that are not true, that are damaging, that are hateful, oh. that are wrong? Is it loving people? however that looks for you. I want you to spend some time thinking about those things of how you could change the narrative on hate to honor these victims, to honor AJ and to honor Gerald and Angela and their families and everybody that was affected. Just living their lives. Just living their lives. I love you guys. I'm so thankful for you and we'll see you next.